0: The following is a Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to the Power Cat Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. It's the Power Cat Podcast. And now, let's go to the Spirit Street Studios. Here's your host, Go Power Cat publisher, Tim Fitzgerald.
1: Welcome to another edition of the Power Cat Podcast. It's pro day here at the office. We've been running some sprints, lifting some weights. Uh, I, I did really well in the uh, candy consumption event. And I think uh, people are interested in picking us up. I came in second in that one. Yeah. Had uh, a Milky Way. Those spooky ways. Tim Fitzgerald, Riley Gates, Zach Carlson. Another issue edition. Issue issue. <laughs> Guys, I'm really I'm seriously. Just, I'm I had to, another magazine. How, how old is the magazine? I had to kick <laughs> myself off Twitter today because every tweet I sent out had a factual or grammatical error in it. <laughs> I got Alex Trebek's pancreatic cancer, which is awful. Confused with. Prostate cancer, which is still bad, but not (laughs) nearly the same.
2: Is that news? Yeah, Yeah. it happened while you were in the
1: meeting. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, that. uh You know, and bless his heart, I'm like when I'm listening to it, I have prostate cancer on my mind, of course, because that's what it always is. And he's talking about how severe it is. I'm going, yeah, it's pretty bad but but it's talking about pancreatic cancer stage 4 dude you're not, I, I hate to be this gloomy but you're not making it through the 3 year contract unless it it's almost a miracle. Some people do, and it's basically the chances of a miracle. Uh, but like my two friends who passed earlier this year or last year, it was three months. It was mm-hmm. two months. I mean, it just goes. It just, Pitt sees the word cancer, and he <laughs> he knows what he's he knows what he's looking for. <laughs> yeah, it's a p-word with cancer, and I just they're so like that's me. And then uh, one of one of our buddies, the real Mike T, was. Saw my my screwed up tweet and was at the doctor at the time and said, "Hey, I want my PSA scored." So I said, "Well done," but I said, "Wheel done." Yeah, W E <laughs> apostrophe L L. Does your phone correct it to that? I don't know. I don't. I I, I have no idea how that one happened. It must have. I, I I'm a blame Faddlecrack. Glad you were able to do it together. Golly. Then <laughs> Zach was at a pool meeting. Did you have to wear a Speedo at the meeting? Not this time. Okay. Technically,
2: technically, that is the brand we use.
1: (laughs) Zach is the king of the Manhattan Pools. People don't know that. Literally. Uh, No. (laughs) He wears a crown at work. Crown, Speedo, and Whistle. That's it, man. That's all he's got on most of the summer. Okay. The vision of that is just horrific. Maybe. I hope we got some good stuff here. We got a little bit going on. It's. A, I'm not going to lie. It's a great podcast. As I mentioned about Pro Day, it actually took place at K State, and we knew it because we were invited.
3: Yeah, um, we were able I to confirm this year.
1: Yeah, it's. Yeah, maybe
3: we should just address it off the top okay. before we get going because there are, there was only one Pro Day question, and it was just kind of who stuck out. So I didn't really put it in there. It okay. Did, didn't really fit the theme, but first first off, great Pro Day. Um, just what, for the fact would you that know if it was there. a crappy one? yeah that's what I'm getting at. We were there so it was great um, it was uh, it was interesting to see a lot of that kind of stuff and uh, um, just just uh, the ability to get coverage on kids because if find me one reason that pro day coverage hurts you can't. There's not.
1: no I, You know what? Let's let's explain this. Coach Snyder never allowed media to attend Pro Day for whatever reason. And I find it particularly baffling because these aren't his players anymore. They are his former players. And he's still restricting their access to media. That really bothered me. But Pro Day wasn't worth putting a big stink about. And then they wouldn't share any numbers. They wouldn't really tell anyone anything. And, and I'm like, uh, maybe he doesn't want people to know that the level of athlete they're actually trying to play with. Mm-hmm. That was kind of my conclusion. And... and our numbers kind of indicate that, although our own Ryan Wallace is disputing these numbers. <laughs> Interesting. So it's, um, it's hard to when you got it on video, frame by frame. It's hard to dispute the times. I've got a piece on
3: the site breaking down all the numbers, um, except for the the one one of the three shuttle drills they were running. We didn't get to it because they ran three at one time, and we were pretty stretched then, so we just didn't get one of the drills in there. Um, all of the bench press numbers, the vert numbers. The broad jump numbers are all 100% recorded accurate. Those are right. The 40-yard dash times are as accurate as we are going to get them. I mean yeah it's unless a,
2: you want to get technical on oh I think he moved then and or I want it timed from when his hand left the ground which it's when you start moving yeah. the moment you make forward progress to start your 40 yard dash the time stops not when the hand comes up not when you're 10 yards down the thing and then it stops when you hit the line
1: yep those are the start stop points and and there's no official time. There's no one there officially timing it. Every every scout has their own watch. They uh, do their own thing. It's a. I find that strange. Yeah, I do too. I would think they would have something electronic hooked up.
3: These are guys' careers. Like, how do you not have an official time or something?
1: Yeah, you know, some guy timed Duke Shelley at a four or four or something. Maybe he had too much coffee this morning, and clicked the button late or early on the stop, and oh, he mm-hmm. just shaved a second and a half off his time. Right. You got him a job,
3: but I mean it, that aside. I mean, I, I I didn't think the forty numbers were all that impressive, but I think they're well, realistic. I do. I do
1: too. I think that's where I disagree with our own Ryan Wallace. Is I think they're actually realistic. Guys aren't as fast as people think they are. Four fours are rare. They really are rare, uh, and they should stand out. I mean, if you're being electronically timed as the NFL prescribes, um, Dalton Reisner running a five three. It's cooking for a big guy. It's fast. <laughs> and and the times kinda echo that out. Maybe we didn't do it quite right, but it's not gonna make even a one tenth of a second difference in how you guys did it. I watched you do it. Right. Frame by frame you can tell when someone moves and then when they when we feel like they cross the line, which is you know within three frames. Yeah, exactly. You can argue three frames either way, maybe, but And it's six tenths. Yeah, Yeah, and then (laughs) max. Then it tells you exactly what the time was and how long the video. So I I feel pretty. I'm I'm a little disgusted by the times too. I thought maybe maybe I could run a five four. Oh yeah. (laughs) No, Duke's not dropping down to a
3: four two. Okay, (laughs) he's just not. But but that said, Duke did really well on the other stuff. Duke, Duke has like ten or. 12 interviews with NFL teams, so I don't know if he'll get drafted, but I think someone might definitely take a flyer on him. Um, Kendall didn't sound super optimistic about, because, you know, he said his agents were handling the the communications NFL teams, so I don't think he'll get drafted, but I think he could uh, again get into a training camp somewhere and... He's got practice squad written on him. Right, absolutely.
1: You know, he's kind of a tweener. It's going to have to be the right defense. He's kind of got linebacker speed with Safety size. Yeah, and he mentioned that. And, you know, but he knows how to play, man. That's what K-State safeties, when they get to the league – they know how to play. They know how to play that combination of run support and, and pass defense. And so I think he might – I my prediction is he's going to stick with someone. Maybe just practice squad, but he'll stick.
3: And then Barnes and Reisner, you know, or, they did what they did at the combine. They didn't really do much pro day Yeah. because good. of that. Why, well, why I, would you bench again if you had the number one running back number at 34 reps? Yeah,
1: I'm yeah. going to sit this out. I'm good with my numbers.
3: I think, I think Barnes could be a top – I think he'd be a fifth round, fourth or fifth-round pick now because of his combine showing. He you
1: killed know, it. You know, the weird thing about the NFL is running backs is the most overstocked commodity. Running backs are kind of a dime a dozen in the league. You can plug and play a lot of different guys. The really special ones, stand out. But other than that, you know, look at the Chiefs. Green hunt was special. They lose him, and they plug and play a couple of the guys that are good. They yeah. got it done. Uh, so, But I think you'll get a chance, uh, honestly, because – he allows you to combo him into a fullback, even right. though he doesn't block very long. <laughs> but they'll get that out of him real quick. So I, Alex Barnes really helped himself with the yeah. combine, and there was no reason to screw that up with a pro day.
3: So that's a quick pro day rundown. A couple other guys went, but nothing really substantial to talk about. Um, you know, maybe long snapper gets a shot somewhere.
1: Snapper. Dalton Harmon. Yeah, had ten players in it. Two of them were snappers. So Long snappers. Snappers. It was Are we cool. sure they were long? Because this long. was the first season that we had long and short snapper on the depth chart. That's a good point. I'm like, come on, like man. It. Long, short. So I'm, fun. I'm the medium snapper. <laughs> if anyone needs to snap somewhere in between an extra point and a punt, I'm their guy. Pistol snapper. <laughs> Pistol snapper. Lots
3: <laughs> of fun. I am excited to go to Pro Day in the future sure. and all of the media thousands of media opportunities we have in the next two days.
1: Yeah, so we get this press release from Kansas (laughs) State uh, from Ryan Lackey, the football sports information director, outlining all of our media opportunities. Chris Kleiman is on Friday, uh, so you guys will be that. I'm out of town for some family stuff over the weekend. So – that first football, spring football press conference is Friday. And then there's this whole list. You get Courtney Messingham on this day. You get players on this day. You get Scotty Hazelton on this day. You get all the other assistant coaches on this day. And then Chris Kleiman on this day. Guys, I spent more time taking that email and putting all the dates and times and everything into my phone calendar so I don't miss anything. Speak of which, it's my phone right there. <laughs> um, so then maybe I have spent... Covering spring football outside of going to Bill Snyder press conferences?
3: We have 11 media opportunities between now and the spring showcase on April 13th. Um, and one of those includes an open practice, which is something that's I'm so excited about. I'm so, I'm so excited to go to open practices. I'm so excited to go to open practice. So I'm jacked. What time are those practices? Um, the one on the eighth is at four twenty p.m. And blaze plays it. <laughs> and the one on March 26th is at eleven a.m. No six a.m. or excuse me, four twenty p.m. I was reading the wrong. Okay, yeah.
1: yeah. A couple practices we get to go to. Does anyone ask you the questions about the spring showcase? Uh, there's one in the overtime. So yeah. Uh, I just want to say I don't understand what it is. And as a as a person who really opposes spring games. I still don't get the concept here.
3: Full disclosure, uh-huh. K State's still a little unsure of what it is. They were talking about it today, finalizing details. So we'll know more soon. It sounds more boring than a spring game. I disagree. I think okay. so. I, we'll get into it, but I think it's going to be great.
1: I, I'm I'm serious. I I know you want to, pro- and it's really important in the first year of a head coach to promote your brand and get it out there, and you want to sell tickets. So I get they want to do something, but don't make this a regular occurrence. Just shut the doors and have a 15th practice. I mean, it sucks for us and what we do because we want that content. But what helps the team more? Some public scrimmage in which you're not really going to show much. A showcase in which fans will be on the field during a... I don't understand this at all. They'll be mic'd up. You want entertainment, mic me up.
3: No, don't do that. I strongly encourage you to not do that.
1: Play the National Anthem and mic me up. No, <laughs> no, no. For
3: the I, record, I think it's going to be good. I, I think, I think it'll be good to get some. Optimist. Side. It's going to be
2: terrible. It's me. Bill Snyder is going to watch this and he's going to be like, Ron "Why Prince? didn't I think of this before? This is so boring. This is more boring than the spring game." I'm not shocked. Zach hates it.
1: Well, we'll just—he'd get better video out of a, a game. That's I, fair. I think
2: Where am games. I going to get my Zach Reuter touchdown <laughs> highlights? For the senior video, Riley.
1: Yeah, this, fair. Is, this is very true. Well, that's a big open for a podcast sponsored yeah. by the Fridge Wholesale <laughs> Liquor. Kind of buried the lead there. We're working on, this is really exciting, we're working on a studio sponsor, and we basically got a deal done. We're going to have a, our brand new studios here will have a name. Sources say
3: we're in contract negotiations with people. Yeah. Woes bomb. Yeah. Call it Gates bomb. Yeah, that sounds dirty. And by Gates bomb, I mean... I walked in the office and Fitz told me. Sounds like something alcoholic. (laughs) I'll
1: take two Gates bombs and uh, two slippery nipples. Sounds like you went
3: to Gates Barbecue in Kansas City
2: and had had, (laughs) had a a vodka and barbecue sauce.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So that's going to be really cool. It's going to be a great uh, strategic alliance with us and another company, local-ish company. Pretty cool. They're local. Yeah, but it's going to be cool. Uh, and this segment's brought to you by Tanner speaking of cool. Uh, when Kansas State gets sent to San Jose, as every bracketology person <laughs> says, I will see you at Tanner's. <laughs> These monkeys will be in San Jose. You going to write the takes from Tanner's? No, I, that's the problem. I will write the takes from home and then go to Tanner's. And just put on gallons. I think they're actually
2: <laughs> I think they're going to make up a new tournament site in Guam. And then the Sweet 16 will be in Puerto Rico, and then they're going to, well, after that, we'll go to uh, Cape Canaveral and oh. launch off to go to the moon for the final four.
1: Okay, well, that wipes out the Okinawa regional. <laughs> it's bad. It's really, I mean, there's, there's two sub-regionals, pod sites, with an easy driving distance, Des Moines and Tulsa. And if you look at who the bracketology people are putting in there, there's hardly anyone local.
3: I love you, but I'm I'm just going to let you know right now. In a week or two when the brackets come out, if they get shipped out, I'm going to rub it in your face that I told you so. Just saying. I told you we have to spend a bunch of money.
1: That's, that's <laughs> the exact right thing to do to the guy that's <laughs> got to book your flights. You're leaving from Kansas City at 4 a.m. On
3: Delta. You no, have, on Spirit. On Spirit. You have a connection
1: in Detroit. Spirit. <laughs> Another one in Winnipeg. We don't and have then, passports. <laughs> you, I don't have passports. passport. And you get to San Jose, uh, but the secondary airport that you don't know about and Uber does not serve. They have no rental cars. Have fun. It's,
3: it's going to be awful.
1: Can't wait.
2: Fly us into Oakland.
1: Well, good, we Yeah. the nice thing about San Jose is really there's other airports. Yeah. I mean, San Jose would be great, but there's there's like six airports. I don't know. That's a lie. Three. San Three. Francisco, Oakland, San yeah. Jose. Um, so, but... I'm, th- there's so many people saying San Jose, I'm convinced it's absolutely not San Jose. That's fair. It's Hartford. It's going to be something bad. We
2: need to go back and look at last year to see how how the people did last year, where they ended up. At least well, I get to check another point. state
3: off. If it's Hartford, never been to Connecticut. Yeah, if we good. go there, we're going to check off all of New England. We're going we're to do a we're going to go do a loop, loop. Oh,
1: you got to go to Delaware. All right in the car.
3: That's
2: that we'll drive. go to we'll go to Delaware on our way to DC for the
1: Sweet 16. That that wouldn't be bad that? if you guys got the eastern swing there and just stayed out there. That wouldn't be the worst. I think we should I, get to questions. No matter hold on, no, no matter no. what happens no. <laughs> I'm confident I have got caffeine here, brother. You just calm down over there. I have it too. No matter what happens, I am one hundred percent confident that uh, K State, if they win the Big Twelve and do so outright, that Kansas will get a more attractive seating and location. Absolutely. And if Kansas loses on Saturday, uh, and Iowa State beats Tech Kansas will get 5th in the Big 12 And still get a better Seating and location
3: Absolutely I, I, mean, I mean it as a joke and serious I, I do believe that will happen
1: Okay well here we go Responsible by the Fridge and Tanner's And I tell you what This podcast will not be all be about Oh memories of the streak <laughs> Can't wait Geez, here we go. Question from Wildcat Station. Here's that. From Wildcat Steve, 18,
2: any truth to those rumors that Cartier Jada is telling people he expects to be back versus
3: Oklahoma? What percentage chance do you think he plays? I mean, first off, I haven't heard anything like that. Um, It wouldn't shock me if he was telling people that because, A, of course he wants to be back on the floor to clinch a Big 12 championship, B, if a student asked him on campus, you know, if it's something like that, I don't know where the rumors are coming from. Hey, Carter, are you going to play on Saturday? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll play. Things like that. I, I don't see him playing. We would be. He would have dressed out at TCU if he was going to play against Iowa State, I believe, because that would mean he's healthy enough to go if they needed him against TCU. So I believe he would have been dressed out against TCU. I don't believe he'll play on Saturday. I'd probably put it at, like, 25, 30%. I'd be
1: surprised if he plays in Kansas City. Yeah. Why would you? Would you? It's Particularly, if you win Saturday, you win the Big 12, who cares about Kansas City? Thank you. uh, I think it was Jerry Palm said that if K-State wins a Big 12 title and then wins the conference title in Kansas City, the tournament, they'll get to a three seed. Now, that is advantageous to Kansas state to get out of the 4 or 5 game where you play a one in the sweet 16 that's that i get but right, really is it worth where i would set anyone if deans or Kamala's having foot problems i'd set them in kansas city did you read the podcast questions thread I did not.
2: <laughs> I did have coach.
1: not. So let's shut up and move on.
2: Um, from Wattacat, what are your thoughts on Austin Trice taking over for Levi Stockard's role in the last few games?
1: Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Let's bring in the choir now. Yeah. It
3: deservedly so. He plays more energy. He looks like he cares more.
1: I think he's understanding the defensive rotations better. Um, at least that's what it looks like to me. He... Uh, But his energy level has always been extremely high. He's like a a bomb exploding on the court, which isn't always good, but Levi just kind of goes out there and is very mechanical. And at times that works okay, but, yeah, everything looks kind of like a guy learning to dance. You step over here, you step over there, and there's nothing fluid about it. Uh, You know, Austin at times looks a little scattered, but he's trying really hard. He gets after it, and his teammates see that.
3: I, I like it. I, I like that Austin awesome Trice is out there, and until until he does something awful, and Levi comes in for him, and he shows like, hey, I can do it too. Don't change it. This is why you brought him here. You brought him here to make an impact for this team, not next year's team, not any of the other right. team.
2: From D Brimmer seventy three. Who do you think is the
3: most improved player for us this year? I am going to go with a bit of an interesting choice, I'm going to say Kamal Stokes.
1: That would be my choice.
3: I don't have the numbers in front of me and maybe, I don't know at one point I know that I said like, oh I think his turnover numbers are down and someone said, oh they're actually up, but I that was way earlier in the year. I don't know what they're at now but he seems to be taking way better care of the ball, first off he seems to be leading better he's shooting really well I, I tweeted it on, on Monday He's playing the best basketball of his career, and someone was like, "Well, of course he is. He's in the latter part, or the last last part of his senior year." I get that, but it's it's a little bit it's different with Kamal because we've always just pounded our head against a wall, you know. Right.
1: That's for me. I, you can talk about Tangibles, his stats and all that stuff. For me, it's intangibles. When Kamal has the ball, I'm not like, "Don't do it." Mm-hmm. I know what you're thinking. He's going to shoot it. I, I'm not in fear of what's going to happen right now. I, I kinda find comfort at times when Kamau in the you know, has a ball in his hands. At time, almost once a game he does something like, Dude, just make the easy pass. I don't know why you're trying to go behind your back. I don't know why you're trying to do that right there. Just you kinda make the game too hard at times. Sometimes I think kamau has got more confidence than game, uh, and that's not a good thing, but man, he he hit some big shot. He was four of, I don't know, eleven? The other night, TCU, three of them, John, three John of them were point. three-pointers. The other was a kind of circus put back underneath the basket. Um, but every one of those three-pointers was crucial in the momentum of that game. TCU would kind of make a little push, and boom, he'd hit another one. And he's been doing that all year. Xavier's been pretty good as of late, mm-hmm. too. Xavier's improvements have been even more subtle because I think they've been rebounding. This team's better rebounding for one reason. <clears throat> And it was supposed to be Austin (laughs) Trucks, if you remember from recruiting. They needed to go get someone that took rebounding seriously. They found it, and it's Xavier Snead. He's rebounding extremely well from the three spot. It's been really impressive, and he's made everyone else better rebounders because of it, Uh, and his defense. Next year, he's going to be the defense stopper. He absolutely will be. He'll take over Barry's kind of stopper role if the matchups are right. So uh, uh, either one of those guys or Pearson McAdee. I'm going to to take a hard stance on that. Pearson coming off the bench has hit his three-pointers.
3: Pat Muldoon went from not playing a second to playing a couple seconds. That's impressive. We'll set aside the fact that it was because of NCAA transfer
1: rules that he did not play last year. (laughs) I'm comfortable with either series of events.
2: (laughs) From WACAT, is Barry Brown tired from playing too many minutes? Looks like it, doesn't he?
3: Certainly, but it's really weird because that was what was supposed to happen last year, right? I That was like the storyline for two or three weeks at the end of last year. It's like Barry, 40, uh, Dean, 40, Cardi, 38. Like These guys were playing stupid minutes with six or seven players on the floor in a game. And you're like, it's going to catch up to them. It, it's absolutely going to catch up to them. And then they go to the semifinals, the Big 12 tournament. Then they go to the Elite Eight. So, like, it shocks me that he's getting worn down because I feel like if he was going to do it, it was going to be last year. Um, I think that combined with maybe some slight injuries, you know, I don't, his knees hurting him, but I don't know if how serious it is, how yeah. unserious it is. I think a lot of that is combined. And, and I also think it's teams have finally figured it out. You would think it would take your come quicker than 15, 16 games in the season. Teams are finally figuring out, hey, if you guard Barry Brown, you make somebody else have to step up and do it. You make Dean Wade have to play big. So a combination of a lot of those things is really hurting him right now, I think. That's my opinion. My
1: take is the knees bothered him a little bit. That has affected his ability to explode, whether that is shooting from three-point range or driving to the basket. Because how many times has he made a basket and you're like, I don't know how he got that ball threw everyone down there and i think he's just lost you know just a fraction of a step and now that shot's getting blocked but i think the actual uh exhaustion is more mental than physical he's been guarding at a really high level and and doing so much prep work and scouts to be ready to guard that i think he's mentally worn out this is good. Play Saturday. You know the regular season's over. You know you won't play till Thursday of the next week. You don't have a Monday turnaround like you've had. You don't even have a Tuesday or Wednesday. That
3: turnaround. hurts, too.
1: Yeah. That's been three in a row now, back-to-back, and he's trying to prep to stop their best player or, or, or a key player every game. So now you get <clears throat> a little bit of rest, and then you know no matter what you do in Kansas City, you get the same amount of rest again the next week, and I think they're going to be fine as they go into the tournament.
2: From Purple Cheese, has Barry Brown played himself out of Player of the Year talk?
1: Maybe. <sighs> it's tough. Maybe, and it was interesting hearing Coach Fran talk about this on the broadcast last night. I have never watched a blowout from wire to wire like I'd watched <laughs> Oklahoma just choke out Kansas. It was amazing. Beautiful. As And as you slowly watched Coach Fran Fraschilla start changing his entire Big 12 ballot on the air, <laughs> well... I had Lawson as player of the year, but if K-State wins outright, I think it's got to be Barry Brown. And if Tech wins outright or in a tie, it's got to be, you know, it's like, coach, I I get it. I I still stand by this. If K-State would happen to win the Big 12 outright, Tech loses on Saturday, K-State wins, Brown and Weber have to be the two main awards. You you don't just end the streak, and a team can't go 14-4 after losing their first two games, and you don't recognize... The incredible nature of that, particularly when you've gone through your own injuries this season. I mean, it's not like everything was a charm season. It has not been a charm season. Um, maybe the charm was in the fact that they got Dean Wade back more quickly than we thought. But you're already, you're still down a guy. You got two bad feet, a bad knee, and one of your main guys in your rotation is is out. And you're gonna. In all likelihood, win the conference. Lon, don't screw this up. You so, did so incredible on Tuesday night. Don't mess this up for everyone.
3: It's so K-State for K-State to lose to a coach that Bruce Weber never loses to, right? Yeah. But at, in terms of player of the year right now, I totally Seriously, agree. With,
1: is he like 10-3 and three against him?
3: Yeah, it's something stupid like that. I think that. he's— Like, he doesn't lose much. 9-4, 10 He's three. lost two games to him in Norman— um, last two years, right? Before this the year. The last two years. And those before. were the I think second it, meeting of the year,
2: right? K-State won the first meeting each year. Correct. I think he's lost three times know. at Norman. He, he might have not. lost three times. Yeah, I it think he's lost
1: three times at Norman. Here. He's undefeated in Manhattan. That's it.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's definitely it. Yeah. So It's crazy. In terms of Big 12 play of the year, look. If they win it outright, it has to be Barry. It has to be. It's a croc if...
1: Is croc the right word there? It's yeah, a crock? it's a croc of...
3: Yeah. Sh- okay. It's a croc if he doesn't win it and Farce. K-State wins it outright. Has anyone
1: ever had... A crock of sitting around? No. I mean, why would you have, I guess, in the olden days you would have? Yeah. Sir. Okay, let's move on. So, I, th-
3: I think he has to, um, if it's a tie with Tech, look, it's really tough to make a case for Barry Brown over Jarrett Culver when Barry's had this dip in production and Jarrett Culver hasn't. He's only improved every single game since KU – on, January, on February 2nd. He had 10 points, and he's just, he's improved, he's improved, he's improved, and, and he's played at that level, so it's it's really tough to to make a case against him. And then I'm going to say this, and this is going to really suck. It won't shock me if Dietrich Lawson wins it. It really won't.
1: Well, the people have convinced themselves, he, themselves that he's an All-American. And he's up for the National Player of the Year right yeah, now. Yeah, and... I think it'll say a lot about how KU's perceived inside and outside the conference if he's not Big 12 Player of the Year, but he's an All-American. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a really talented player. He's a next-level guy. If I had an NBA franchise, I'd, I would not hesitate to pick him because he's got an NBA game. He's a casual scorer, never plays too hard, but he'll step out and hit a three-pointer for you and put a nice move on against lackadaisical defense. Uh, if you feed him the ball enough and he takes enough shots, he's going to have 18 and 12, and you know three of the rebounds will be his own putbacks. Yeah, He's a stat-stuffer because he, he's putting a lot of effort into his stats. Mm -hmm. I think he's a really good basketball player. But the player of the year for me is the most impactful player in the league. And to say that Kansas having their streak broken – it's not just the best player then. It's it's how did this transpire? How did this take place? Who was most responsible, other than Adidas and the FBI, for breaking the streak? And when you talk players, it's Colfer and Barry Brown.
3: If stats were all that mattered and winning didn't at least factor into a sum, Trey Young should have been player of the year last year, not Devontae Graham. Right. But there's a reason that he was, and it was the right choice.
1: That's a, that's a perfect point. That's this is the flip of that. Just because you got great numbers, but your team isn't achieving, uh, you know. I, yes, Riley. Yes.
3: Every now and then, I say some
1: smart yeah. things. Back to Zach
2: from Wildcat 2 If we win Saturday, do you think we should rest our guys during the Big
3: 12 tournament?
1: <laughs> I no, but I wouldn't. I if someone is hurt, and do it.
3: If they're hurting to the point where they could really re-injure themselves, yes. But look, I'm going to sit here and make a case and say, hey, the Big 12 tournament doesn't matter. Conference tournaments don't really matter. But at the same time, they're nice, right? You like to get that extra trophy. You like to get the automatic bid. Um, You like to have the bragging rights Say, hey, we we won the regular season and the conference. I would absolutely love to see K-State go balls to the wall, try to win the conference tournament. So I don't think you should sit him, but but I also don't. I also think if if you got Barry Brown and he's like he's you know I'm I'm hurting coach. I got this and that. Don't risk it. It's not worth it.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's it's not. I mean, be one and done in Kansas to get more rest. But if they're all good to go, I would not play Cardiagata. I just wouldn't. That's it, stupid. He's got a broken bone. It needs more <laughs> healing time. You can't rush healing a broken bone. So I don't get. He's making great progress. It's a broken bone. It's not like he can rehab it faster.
3: Can drink a lot of milk. I guess. Unfortunately for a team like K-State, this is what sucks. If you lose on Thursday, that hurts you. I mean, that, that'll that take you from a four to a six.
1: Good. <laughs>
3: oh, yeah, I'd rather be on the six line. The <laughs> yeah, that's but, uh,
1: people don't get that. The four or five line sucks. That's not a good place to be because right. you're going to turn around in that second round and you're going to play a four or five you're going to play the opposite one right. and then oh you win that you go to a sweet 16 site and get it in one it's a, it's
3: just not like your KU where it's like oh, are we going to be the overall number one seed or are we going to be the fourth, fourth number one seed or are we going to be a low one seed or a high two seed you know it's it's not it's it's pretty drastic if K state loses at some point
1: yeah get to that six line where you play a 3 not much difference in a 4 and yeah. and uh, then you got a 2 in the sweet 16 i like that yeah,
2: From Canelio Saturday's game, the biggest in Bramlage history? We win, we hang a championship banner.
1: Ah, that's a great question. It's
3: tough. I've been debating this for a while. Uh, no. It, it's got to be the ending of the KU streak, K right? U KU 08.
1: Yeah, I. that's huge. But I might go yes, because we'll know if Tech loses to Iowa State and you could win the outright conference title emphatically on your home court. Fair, I
3: think in terms of impactful game, it in and of itself, I would say the OU or OU KU game in 08 because that was a big game. No matter what, it this meant is more to the building itself. They had never won in the building. That's why fair. it was more important. And I, and I hate to play this card because it sounds like I'm faulting K State for losing four Big Twelve games this year. If you'd have beaten Texas earlier this year, you'd have clinched it earlier. So it's true. Yeah, or Iowa State.
1: Right, I yeah. mean... That's yeah. true. Uh, plus, let's put this on the table. It's Oklahoma, man. Yeah, I dude, mean, it's a they not just, a good Oklahoma. They just played thing. out of their minds, but that was at home, and everyone in the Big 12 can play out of their minds on some night. If it's Tech, if you're literally going head-to-head for the title, yeah. I would probably maybe. give you that. Yeah. Or even if it's a better team than Oklahoma. I what I don't like about this is Oklahoma has that gear. We just saw that gear and God help us all if they bring that gear to Manhattan mm-hmm. on Saturday. It's it's a top three game though, I think, in the yeah. history.
2: I, I'd give it that. From Purple Cheese, if we share the title with tech, does that take does that take away from it at all? I don't give a crap. No, I don't care.
1: This is this I think I said this in the last podcast. I I get the arguments that when you shared it with Ku, you'd win zero and three with them. You were the secondary champion there. I mean, come on, you lost the head-to-heads. Right. They should have been the title. They, just like the year they shared it with Texas, and Texas had won the only game between the two. Texas should have been this shared title crap is bogus. They they will have split the regular season games, so it really is a tie in my mind. And now for seeding purposes, you go down, you go down this. The chart of the places, and they split with Kansas, they split with Baylor. It's the Iowa State game that jumps out then. Uh, No, excuse me, it's a Baylor game. They split with Iowa State, and K-State swept Baylor and Tech uh, split with them, so K-State would be the one seed. So, you can make an argument that they're the one seed, you're the one. You won the tiebreaker, but no, I have no problem with it. I'm more than happy to share a Big 12 title with anyone other than Kansas. And even then, I mean, yeah, yeah, you don't want to share with KU, especially if it would have existed. Because you don't exist. You don't right. share with KU. ESPN never talks about the shared titles. They literally make it sound like every title KU won it outright.
3: Mm-hmm. And I just think in general, though, focus on K-State winning a Big 12 championship. If it's Baylor, if it's KU, if it's Oklahoma State, whoever it is, you win You win your conference championship. K-State fans don't walk around going, oh, that yeah, we shared with KU. No. We won the Big Twelve in 2013. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. So, I yes, I agree. It would have taken away from it if KU had uh, been in a share. But and also, Texas Tech is a really good team, and you gotta respect the hell out of Chris Beard. He's done yep. a phenomenal job this year, and there's nothing wrong with sharing with Texas Tech.
1: He's a he's a perfect perfect example for Kansas State to follow next year. They were yes. picked seventh. They had lost almost everything,
3: and they lost their best recruit.
1: Yeah, and off they go. They go out and get a grad transfer here and a player there and piece together this roster. It's exactly the template that Bruce Weber and his staff need to follow because next year is going to be rebuilding time and for the third time in seven years eight years, whatever it is. That's a lot of rebuilding. That's a lot of in and out on the roster because they bluntly put, they miss on a lot of kids They bring in a lot of kids that they clearly find out they can't play at this level and move them on they re-recruit. They're going to be doing a lot of that and that's fine. That's the game now. Um, but uh, it's going to get very interesting. But you get a lot more rope to play with when you got a big 12 ring on your finger mm-hmm. that says you're, you're the champion.
2: From Wildcat Will 41 last question of the first half. Uh, relief, added motivation, or pressure for our players to know the outcome of the
3: Texas Tech-Iowa State game? I mean, I think you've got to say pressure and added motivation are kind of the same thing in that. Well, I think it depends on the result.
1: Right. Yeah. Let's take oh, yeah. let's take it that way. Okay, Tech wins. I think it's pressure. Pressure. Yes. I think it takes pressure off if Tech loses because you know you can lose and they might actually go out and lose. I. That's exactly what I was getting at there. It reminds me of their preparations for Kansas. They they said after the game well, we knew we had a game lead to play with. Oh, so it was clear to me they were admitting. Well, we knew we could lose this game, so we didn't put a lot into it, yeah. and it which really bothered me. Um, I don't know if they intended it to sound that way, but it sure felt that way to me. It makes me worry about the psyche of this team. That would be a game they'd lose. Uh, but then again, it's Oklahoma, man. You, you've been beating Oklahoma when you're asleep.
3: But this is a K-State team that, like, for the first time in any team I've ever covered or interviewed or anything, I believe them when they say, man, we don't really care we don't care what anybody else did. We don't really care about the other results. Like, I would be shocked if the TV was on in the locker room on Saturday.
1: Oh, I don't think it will be. Don't I would know. be shocked
3: if their phones were in their possession. Yeah. They'll know. I mean, they'll... Pe- Focus, locked in, yeah, ready to
1: go. I'll be interested to hear from you guys if they announce the scores. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
3: not great history with doing that now is there no
1: no Well, we'll see i i I agree with you generally this has been a mentally tough team you don't go seven and two on the road in this conference uh with the you know the seven six of the seven wins right in the middle without being a mentally tough team so they need to take that kind of psyche that they bring into the road games and bring it home and just go about your business play hard go go get some wins man that's this is it this is amazing, and uh, you know when we found out this wedding was on the state, I'm like, oh, there'll be nothing going on. This will be the last home
0: game.
1: <laughs> you know, it'll be before I don't want to miss Kansas City. Wrong. Oh, believe me, I'll let them know. Sorry. The worst part is tip off for the wedding is 5 p.m. Central. We'll be right back on the Powercat Podcast.
0: The Power podcast continues shortly. I'm trying to get a group text in on what everybody wants on the liquor store run, but my phone keeps autocorrecting liquor store to the fridge. A fridge or the fridge? The fridge. It just did it again.
2: Well, the Fridge is more than just a liquor store. The Fridge has over 3,000 wines in stock, the area's largest selection of spirits and craft beers, plus they're back-to-back winners of Beverage Dynamics Retailer
0: of the Year. Oh, I get it. Wow. Smartphone. Auto-correct your next liquor store visit to the Fridge Wholesale Liquor, 1150 Westport in Manhattan, online at FridgeLiquor.com. For more than 20 years, there's only been one reliable source for exclusive and unmatched premium K-State sports news content. It's GoPowerCat.com. The tradition continues as Tim Fitzgerald, D. Scott Fritschen, and the other Go Cat sports experts continue their relentless coverage of K-State sports. So make sure you're subscribing to the one and only Go Cat. Hey, K-State fans, it's time to come home to GoPowerCat.com. We now return to the Power Camp podcast. We're back on the Power Camp podcast. We wrestled with some big questions
1: there in the break. Number one being Zach's hungry. I'm so hungry, and he gets hangry. I mean, he, he really does. He, right now, he looks like Betty White. <laughs> he's not him.
3: He's not him when he's hungry. Yeah. Or like, like a little girl. I big ate tails. mozzarella sticks for lunch.
1: Yeah, it's good being Catholic. I ate meat. Good Protestant dead cow.
3: Processed at Sonic.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, anyhow, we're back. We're back, and we just had a very long first segment. We had a lot to talk about. We're sponsored by The Fridge. If you haven't been to The Fridge lately, get to The Fridge. Go on in and get yourself some uh, delicious booze. That's what they do at The Fridge. As opposed to non-delicious ones? Believe me. There's those things out there. Do they sell Sambuca? They do sell Sambuca. I have not had... Sambuca? Yeah. It's delicious. It's not. It's horrible. Uh, it's a 21st birthday drink, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's uh, what I'm he does. I'm drinking
3: with Fitz at Wahoo drink, and he thought it'd be funny to br- to get one of those when I came back from the bathroom drink. <laughs> I got you
1: something. You know, uh, Sambuca is my, hey, let's do bad things drink, you know? It's like, <laughs> let's just Hope go. we're going to be bad. Let's go ahead and have a Sambuca here, and, and uh, we might... Uh, Tip over a VW bug in front of an <laughs> Aggieville. It would cause a riot. That's my that's my drink. But if it's your 21st birthday, oh, here, this, this is what you're getting. What is it? Uh, it tastes like black licorice, but it really is good. That's awful, man. It's, it's disgusting. Awful. That, it is disgusting. I think my goal now is if you're having a 21st birthday, I want to discourage you from drinking. Here's some Sambuca. <laughs> we'll never drink again. Yeah. Have three of these and tell me how you do in the next morning. Oof. woof. Yeah, Sambuca is. You can get that. If you don't know what Sambuca is, it's an Italian liqueur. You better chill it. You don't typically chill Sambuca like it's a dessert drink in many parts of the world. You have a little coffee, maybe a little Sambuca in it, or sip on some Sambuca with three beans floating in it. Very strange. Why three? I don't know. Good luck, fortune, and... Lottery numbers. I don't know what the three beans represent. Anyhow, uh, the segment is sponsored by the High Low. Stop into the High Low.
3: Do you think they have sambuca at the High Low?
1: I guarantee you, Seth Stone has sambuca. Seth, if you don't have sambuca, we're going to have to talk.
3: I, you can talk with Fitz. I'm. I'm not going to be that upset.
1: Yeah, that's probably true. I can get my sambucas elsewhere. That's. That's. That's your punishment. Oh, that's why he didn't have sambuca. Oh.
3: Are you really supposed to be saying that you won't go to our sponsor?
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's not stocking it to get rid of me. I That's uh,
3: very I, I would say that that's it's a good idea.
1: It'll uh, work. But the problem is now Mac and Cheese pizza is now my sambuca of food. Like I shouldn't do this. I'm going to regret it tomorrow. I'll take a slice of Mac and Cheese pizza. The difference being Sambuca tastes like crap and mac and cheese pizza is delicious.
2: Can that be like Aggieville's thing, mac and cheese on things?
1: (laughs) That's actually a really good idea. I would.
2: I would. Like, I feel like that should be Manhattan and Aggieville's thing. I would market that. Mac and cheese things.
1: Like, why doesn't someone have a mac and cheese burger?
3: Right. So Um, long. There you go.
1: I don't think anyone has a mac and cheese burger.
3: No. Okay, maybe I just had it somewhere else. Lucha, mac and cheese taco. There you go. I've made my own mac and cheese
1: Same burger. Same kitchen. That's actually brilliant. Mac and cheese with some chicken, mac and cheese taco. Yeah.
2: I
3: mean, that sounds awful, but oh, I, I Lucha bet. does a lot of awful things.
2: Yeah, Lucha,
1: Lucha will put stuff together, and you're like, oh, and then, oh. I've stuffed a burger with mac and cheese before. That's pretty. That's delicious. Awesome. I can never get the middle done, so that that's fine. That'd be perfect for me. Here we go. Uh, questions from Wildbass Station. Here's Zach.
2: From the DOT, Two. since KU lost last night. What, they did? What are the odds Iowa State beats Tech, allowing the Cats to win outright?
1: Now they we it go it to Riley Gates with the score update as in progress from Morgantown.
3: That was awesome. <laughs> well, um, things aren't going well for the Fighting Steve Proms Is At the half, West Virginia, uh, the Big 12 doormat, Mountaineers. Have a 21-point lead on the Cyclones.
1: And they've scored how many points in one half? 54. That's a damn good game for Bob Huggins' team, and they've done it in one half. Yeah. Back to the podcast. Mario Shyock is not playing. Yeah, so they they don't play defense at all, apparently. Yeah, that too.
3: And he's the Big 12 leading scorer, so not great. Um, And it sounds like he's very questionable for Saturday. (laughs) Not great. Not great. You're going to need that Hilton magic. That has not been magic this year.
1: You know what? Iowa State basketball needs to be sponsored by Bass Pro Shops. Because if you need help learning how to fold up your tent, the Cyclones will do it for you. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) They just shut it down, man. I don't see any way they beat Tech. Early in the season, I'm like, ooh, that's going to be a tough game. Iowa State's done. It's, man, what game did they lose right
3: after K-State? Dang it! I'm liking now. Whatever game that was. Is it Baylor,
1: Oklahoma State? Yes, because Baylor?
3: Baylor came yeah, Baylor, into yeah. Baylor came into Ames and won. Mm-hmm. And it was like they beat K State, and they're like, "Yo, we're in the picture. Like, let's do this. Let's go." And then Baylor won. They're like, "Yeah, like, we're in the picture." <laughs> and they're like, "We're done." That's what it was. That's oh, Iowa State. It's
1: unbelievable. I wonder if Fred Fred Hoiberg's uh, phone is ringing. Yeah, was on the broadcast. Him. Yeah, he was on he a broad- was? Yeah, he was on the Baylor broadcast. Yeah, yeah, they had him on there. Whoa. Yeah. I had no idea. It was like Fred. It was really annoying. They sat him down in the middle and they just talked and talked and talked and talked. There's like a basketball game going on. That's super
3: weird. Yeah. How did I miss that? Yeah, I don't think he's. Wasn't there a K State
2: game they did something like that for? What was that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was rem- the
1: West Virginia game.
2: Yeah, because Javon Carter was. That's back. right. Okay, yeah. And then K State went on a miraculous run while he was on the air.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, from. Raceland, nineteen eighty-two. I think that's new. I don't. I don't think I've ever said that before on the podcast. Raceland. Is it Raceland? I don't know. I might have It's not. It. I don't know. He's been around for a while. I, I know just, he's been around. He's been, we've
3: done a lot of podcasts. Hey, it's a podcast.
2: Uh, <laughs> does it seem like we are getting lowballed by the prognosticators with regards to our seed in the NCAA tournament?
1: No. No. I mean, you you can't excuse a non-conference. I mean, it's yeah. part of the resume. <laughs> Georgia now,
3: State was the best game.
1: Yeah. That was best, the, best the best game you won.
3: And we're not just like, that's not just our opinion. We went through the non-conference schedule and we looked. That's the only team of the mid-majors that's at the top of their conference that has a really good overall record. And even then, you're what still... Quadrant, what quadrant is that win i have to in? look it up. I don't have it off
2: the
1: top You know, of that, my head. that's the other side of this, the other argument. As it's turned out, um, the other losses aren't, in terms of quadrants, aren't bad as you no. fear.
3: They're just they're bad just losses.
1: bad. A M and Tulsa are bad, but they're second quadrant or something because they're on the road and the quad. Lo- I remember last
3: year someone made a case on Selection Sunday. They were like, "Look, just because it's a quad one or a quad two loss, yeah, it's fancy to say, but like that doesn't mean that much because a team could sneak their way into the quad one or quad two and be just awful." Yeah, Tulsa and A and M aren't going to the tournament. No, are they? I don't think, no, so. I think so. So there's a chance, but I mean, yeah, if they win the tournament. <laughs> So, uh, no, the, look, if K-State's a four-seed, I think you should be very happy. If they're a three-seed, you should be overjoyed. If they're a five-seed, meh. And if they're a six, you're kind of like, well, that's disappointing.
1: But Oh, play the chip on your shoulder then. Just, yeah. we get disrespected. <laughs> look, if K-State wins the conference, share it or not, they should be at least a four or five, probably a four. Um, and they should have an advantageous pod location. Des Moines or Tulsa I I really am adamant about this If you win the Big 12 title, as Kansas has done Repeatedly, you should get Advantages in your seating And location of games You don't get shipped You shouldn't get shipped out when you have Two Pod sites, two of the sub-regional sites In your backyard You just shouldn't If you're a conference champion of a Power 5 conference Power 6 in basketball, I guess so, I, I don't know. We'll see. I'm more worried about location than seed. As I alluded to earlier, I wish they were a 6 seed, not on the 4-5 line. Mathematically, for me, that just works better. It puts you into a better chance, a better avenue to the Elite Eight. And then by the time you get to that round, maybe you will be playing uh, a Loyola Chicago-type team that you can beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry I brought that up. But there's a chance in at that point. It's not going to be a one Seed, maybe the four or five will make it through, and you, you're the favorite. So, um, I don't know. I, I I feel okay about it. I just I'm not crazy about being a four or five seed. I'm just fearful. Then it's gonna. You don't get as good of uh, locations as a four or five seed because if you're a three seed, you're you're probably gonna get a good pod. You're gonna drive. You're going to be the locator of that pod because you're the highest seed. Maybe if you're four, but I don't know. It's complicated, but these guys are going to love San Jose in March. They're going to love it.
2: From Prairie Cat, is the NCAA committee putting too much emphasis on net rankings and non-conference games?
1: No. No, it's a that's, complete that's, resume.
3: First off, the net ranking is balancing itself out.
2: Like it really
1: Like I knew
3: it was. I told you guys to calm down. It was really bad early.
1: It was, but it was
3: absolutely awful. I told everybody though, like, of course those bad teams are going to be at the top. They're playing the top teams in the country, and they're not getting blown out of the water. It's gonna, it's gonna need more data points. Yeah, you definitely need more data points early, but hey, that's a problem, and maybe they'll fix that. But the net is actually a good system, I believe. Looking at it here, you got Gonzaga, Virginia, Duke, Tennessee, Kentucky. I mean, it's it's how the polls are.
2: It's, I mean, what I, what I was saying is the net is always going to look bad when it doesn't matter. Right. By the time it matters, it'll look just fine. Yeah, Don't fine. freak out
3: about it. And and to the second half of the question, are they putting too much emphasis in non-con schedule? Well, exactly what Fitz said. It's part of it. Yeah. Okay, look. K-State's going to win the Big 12, hopefully. And KU's not. All right? That, that's a fact. KU's not going to win the Big 12. K-State is going to have a higher seed in Kansas City. K-State might have a deeper run in Kansas City. But it's tough to argue that KU deserves to be lower than K-State in the seedings. You want to know why? Because they played Michigan State, Tennessee, they beat Marquette, they beat Villanova, they played Arizona State, who was ranked really high early, and they lost that game. So, I mean, that counts against them. But say what you want about how bad KU's been on the road, how they didn't win the Big 12 this year, and K-State deserves to be higher. KU went out and played a schedule. And and I think it's pretty telling that K-State beefed it up this year. On their non-con schedule, and it was still bad.
1: Well, it was a schedule. KU played a schedule built for the RPI. Because RPI days, you, you played Arizona State. They were good. You lost. Who cares? Hey, credit to you. Right. Um, It's changed under the net. So, they KU didn't play as advantageous as schedule. They, the net's going to affect schedules. You don't need yeah. to do what KU did. And that's a lot of great basketball games for the networks. But that's why they'll be a 4C. Right. But, yeah, they're going to get a lot of credit for that. Because back earlier in the year... They were very good. And then, you know, things happened, and they haven't adjusted to that. They had to start playing different McDonald's All-Americans when they preferred. They had to settle on Mitch Lightfoot having a breakthrough year, uh, a guy that's was had a higher recruiting ranking than anyone on K-State's roster. Number one player in Arizona.
3: Look, I'm not telling Bruce that he needs to go out and schedule like KU okay, did this year. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, like, okay, you added the home-and-home home or whatever it is with Marquette last year. That's great. Well, guess what? The Big 12 then added the Big 12 Big East Challenge. So, just gonna roll so you're just going to roll
1: that into it? No. I Take that it. and then add another one. Right. That's a conference you should be playing. Yeah. I, go go play freaking DeBal home and home. Go play in Chicago. If you're going to wander in there and recruit, go do it, man.
3: Citing the Big 12 SEC Challenge, citing the Big 12 Big East Challenge, doesn't count for non-con game. I mean, yes, It counts. It doesn't count for scheduling your non-con games because you are forced to play that game. Right. And, he, and I don't think they would if they weren't forced.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'll be fascinated to see what happens with K-State's non-con schedule next year as they go into rebuilding mode. Um, and maybe we can get the Wichita State Series now that Greg Marshall grow a set when his team will be a little bit better because he got his bluff called, didn't he? Yeah. So, But let's get that going.
2: From Chris six six two oh four and apparently he says that the first six is silent. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know if he means it or if he was making a joke about last week, but I died. That was oh. very funny. Or <laughs> is he is he trying to make a pun on Chris and Six sounding similar? Like no. Chris All Chris six two oh four. Everybody
3: was like, Oh, my my letter is a silent letter in my name. I didn't so see I think that. Was, I just know the can- oh, there was the Canelio thing. I think it. he's playing okay. on that. That was very funny. I Hold think he's trying to make a pun. I don't. I don't think so. We'll find out next week. I think. I think Chris was the having fun six. with it, and I applaud him.
1: Chris, maybe. Maybe your uh, I feel like screen t- name should be the Six is Silent.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have a new screen name next week. <laughs> yeah, just email Fitz. He'll take care of it. Uh, what will it take for K State to get a higher NCAA attorney seed than KU?
1: Win when, when on Saturday, and win the Big Twelve. Yeah,
3: there'll be a three if that happens. Yeah, and KU, I don't believe, will be a three.
1: No, they shouldn't be a three. You would essentially steal where everyone thought KU would be. Yeah. And you'll be a three in Tulsa or Des Moines.
3: And if they don't do that and they're lower than KU, like the case I just made, I think I'd be okay with it.
1: I'd be upset if you had swept KU. Yeah. But you beat them at home and laid down in their place and it looked awful. That's more recent, too.
2: From Thundercat, Thundercat, Thundercat. If, <laughs> if we sweep the last four games and get Big 12 regular season title, Big 12 tourney title, and end up 27-7, and seven, do we earn a 3 seed? Don't like the 4-5 area that we are currently projected. Yeah, I mean, that's what I just said. I
1: agree, Thunder, 100%. You either want to be the 3 or 6. It's the same bracket. Yeah. The three plays the six in the second round. So you want to be one of those two because then if you make sweet 16, you play the two and you avoid the one.
3: I would be fascinated, and maybe I'll look into it. I want to know how many of the final four teams the last, you know, however many years, how many came out of that bottom half of the bracket, how many came out of the top half. Because we're sitting here saying that. But, like, my gut tells me that, like, more twos and threes make the final four than ones and fours and fives. But I could hmm. be wrong. Oh, that's interesting. I might have to look into that. From Twistwell, which I think is new. Welcome. Yes, he said he wants a new screen name, so I think he's going to email you.
1: Yeah, get on it. We're, okay. we're, we're, we'll we'll uh, we'll pick out something fun.
3: I think I <laughs> Twistwell is pretty
1: fun.
3: Twistwell. Maybe it's just I like T? maybe I it's know. just his last name. I don't know. I don't know.
2: Uh, would you rather have a higher seed or play uh, opening round in Tulsa? Like a three in California versus a six in Tulsa.
3: Mm, that's a really good question. That's a really good question.
1: I I can't. Uh, that's impossible for me. I can't separate. What my, are the teams? My business interests here, you know. Right. <laughs> Tulsa. Money's no object. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Tulsa's a, it's a better it's better for the company because our travel costs are contained, and it's better for you as a subscriber because you'll get more coverage because we'll have more guys there. Um, so that's that's intriguing. I I don't think there's a difference between three, six, four, five. I really don't. Because it, I saw projections early on that Houston was going to be a three, K State would be the six. That'd be the second round matchup, and I'm like, I know Houston's good, but I also think that's a team K State can beat. So,
3: I mean. As a fan, I think you would rather see, A, you'd rather see your team higher.
1: Right. It's easier to brag on selection Sunday. And
3: if you want to go recency bias, K-State did not play well when they were at home last time. They were in Kansas City and lost to LaSalle. I know it was a freak game. I know, excuse me, I I know that uh, they they were off. They should have won that game. But last time when they were in Kansas City, they did not do well. That's all I'm saying. So no. I, I I really don't think that Tulsa and Des Moines mean as much as we and we're guilty of it. I don't think it, I don't think ho- being close to home matters all that much cuz every fan can buy tickets for their team. Some fans lose and they leave, some fans cheer for other teams, you know, like Oklahoma City that one year. And and it's it's honestly luck it's, of the draw. I mean, it's Virginia, so much more
1: accessible. Des Moines fans of Kansas City can make the drive, a couple hours, here there. Right, Virginia played in their Ish. backyard
3: last year, man, and they lost.
1: Yeah, so. I mean, but it's yeah, it can it can hurt your psyche. You kind of though as good as this team's been on the road in conference play. Got to always add that. Um, it really, I think they'll be almost better off if they get shipped somewhere and it's them against the world. But that's what happened last year. I and I don't know. I. I just would love to have them available for fans to go see in the postseason. It's a fun experience.
3: You deserve to see this team in the NCAA.
1: Especially if they get the Midwest bracket. uh, And their step from Tulsa to Des Moines is Kansas City. That's fun. That's fun to know that you're in the same setting that KU's in almost every year. The easy road in terms of having fan support at your games.
2: From, I can't believe I'm reading this on a podcast
3: Infected testicle. We've done this before. Have we? Yeah. Mm,
2: yeah. I thought we changed it. No. No. We're that allowing was some, this. That was
3: something else. That was uh, total as clown. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Whatever. We've done infected
2: testicle. I on don't this remember. Podcast before. I'm shocked probably every time I'll see it now. Uh, is it more important for K State to win the Big 12 or make a deep run in the NCAA tournament?
1: Deep run in the NCAA tournament. Deep run in the NCAA tournament. But they both <clears throat> it just adds to it. I mean, if you win the Big Twelve and make a deep run in the NCAA tournament, you got the program running. You, yeah. You know, I think at the end of the day last year, we can all recognize that the Elite Eight run was kind of flukish. I mean, they caught a break and I'm not I'm I'm not excusing it. I people catch breaks at the tournament all the time. I was damn happy it was the team I cover for once instead of the team I hate. Uh, so, you know, they took advantage of it and credit them. But I think we all know that that team struggled at times last year and then found themselves, ironically, without who was the best player at the time, which is the most hard thing to explain. Uh, they, they, I think they learned a lot from that, the level at which they need to play energy-wise. And I think they'll bring that back to the table this season. So if you win the Big 12 and make an Elite 8 run, you know, a Sweet 16 run even, I think you've got a pretty good head of steam with your program, and and you might make a strong argument for a late player you want to add to your class that's going to help you, or, you know, a four-year grad transfer that might be able to come in and and be plug-and-play at a spot you really need.
3: Did K-State win the Big 12 in 2010? No. No. And yet, some of your fondest memories are Jacob Pullen hitting a big shot against Xavier and coming so close to beating Butler and going to the Final Four. I mean... And the conference championship is nice, but at the end of the day, it's icing on the cake. And and for all the years that, that you made fun of KU for losing to U and I and Bucknell and, and all these people, they won the Big 12 that year, but nobody was like, oh, hey, well, we lost to Bucknell, but we won the Big 12, you know, whatever. It, the Big 12 yeah. is is not as important as a deep run.
2: Yeah. Last question of the second half from Canelio. Be honest. Is this team a serious player to make the Final Four?
1: I don't, I don't really. No. Serious two player, ways. two different things. Yes. Can they? Yeah. yeah. Would I pick them? No. No. No, but if I get. It's hard to answer. It's a microphone i it's smack mic. When you get the bracket, you'll have a better idea. But then again, what happened in the bracket last year in K State's regional was unheard of. I mean, K State was a nine, and Loyola Chicago was uh 11 11 yeah they beat the, they beat the 6 in the I mean half. no one in the upper half of the bracket made it to the Elite 8 that's incredible i don't know that might that have been
3: that. the first time that's ever happened
1: uh so yeah it's it's hard to pick that out they have the leadership and ability to defend to get themselves there guard play to get guard play so important in the tournament
3: they're a team that i won't be shocked at all if we're in minneapolis covering them in the final 4 and i also won't be shocked if we're home on the sweet 16 yeah and I, and I don't mean that as a dog. Like I just
1: it's so much of it's chance of who you catch. If K State catches a team that can just absolutely chuck it from three-point range, and but only be good at it every third game, and that's the third game, then you you go through the Iowa State thing. Yeah,
3: it, we did we didn't expect K State to put up little effort against KU, but KU smacked them in the mouth, and they just kind of fell. I mean, if that happens, you just don't, the NCAA tournament is so chance,
1: man. No, it's it's unbelievable. That's what's so cr- incredible about it is uh, rarely does a team like Loyola Chicago make it all the way to the Final Four. Usually those things get filtered out. Unfortunately, K-State didn't filter it out. Uh, and usually the Final Four then is pretty representative of the better teams because you survived four rounds. But, man, it could be chaos. It can be it's just beautiful chaos, and, and that's what makes the event so incredible. Can K-State make it to the Final Four? Yeah. But do they look like a team that belongs in the Final Four? No. They just don't have that dude. They just don't have that. You know, you had a Michael Beasley with this group? Yeah. I'm just amazed at what Bruce Weber's done with the level of guys he was able to bring in and how they've elevated now to be the type of players. Barry Brown is one of the most dramatic upgrades in talent I've ever seen.
3: That goes on his resume. On, on Bruce Weber's coaching resume, Barry Brown belongs
1: at the top. It's it's absolutely incredible. Barry was two steps behind Jacob Pullen when he came in as a freshman in terms of talent, and has played his way up, maybe equal to Jake. I want you to wrap your mind around what I just said. Maybe equal to Jake Pullen. And it's, it's incredible. That's as much credit to Barry as anyone. He's been dogged about his commitment to getting better. and He's he's carried the program up with him and it's been impressive, impressive to watch. So We'll see. We'll see what it takes him. Well, I'm really excited for Selection Sunday. I'll just be fascinated to see where they end up and I'll be fascinated to see uh, how, how Saturday, how the next four games go if it's four. The next game plus Kansas City, let's put it that way. What's this team going to do because they haven't done it much this year, but Bruce Weber teams lose their concentration once in a while. They did it at Kansas, they clearly did it at Tulsa, and A&M they just cannot do it again the rest of the year. They can't. I think they did it against Boyle uh, Chicago. They cannot lose their concentration, because when they concentrate, when they're locked in and they play hard, we all might be going to Minneapolis but we'll see a lot of basketball to be played a little bit more of the power cap podcast. On the other side of this break, we are sponsored by fridge
0: wholesale liquor and our friends at the high low. The gang will return with more of the power cap podcast. I'm trying to get a group text in on what everybody wants on the liquor store run, but my phone keeps auto-correcting liquor store to the fridge. A fridge or
3: the fridge?
0: The fridge. It just did it again.
3: Well, the Fridge is more than just a liquor
2: store. The Fridge has over 3,000 wines in stock, the area's largest selection of spirits and craft beers. Plus, they're back-to-back winners of Beverage Dynamics Retailer of the Year.
0: Oh, I get it. Wow. Smartphone. Auto-correct your next liquor store visit to the Fridge Wholesale Liquor. 1150 Westport in Manhattan. Online at FridgeLiquor.com. For more than 20 years, there's only been one reliable source for exclusive and unmatched premium K-State sports news content. It's GoPowerCat.com. The tradition continues as Tim Fitzgerald, D. Scott Pritchett, and the other Go sports experts continue their relentless coverage of K-State sports. So make sure you're subscribing to the one and only Go PowerCat. Hey, K-State fans, it's time to come home to GoPowerCat.com. Back to fits on the Power Cap Podcast, sponsored by Fringe Wholesale Liquor.
1: And we are back with the Power Cap Podcast. First half's gone, second half's gone. They're long. They're enjoyable. The game's over. Right? Uh-huh.
3: First half's gone, second half's gone.
1: No, game's it's, over. it's like Oklahoma State at West Virginia going to overtime. We have three overtimes. No, we're not doing that. No. Wait, was that that game? Yeah. Was that a different one? Yeah. yeah okay. I, West Virginia's feeling good about itself. It's late m- in the year, man. yeah. Hey, uh, uh, let's together. get another live score update brought to you by our friends on the board named Infected Testicle. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> but Keep in mind, by the time Wait, this the podcast is on no, the site.
2: No, the NFL draft.
3: I don't know what oh, the yeah. NBA draft
1: there, is. This score is going to be complete. But. I don't know watch
3: right. the NBA draft. West Virginia is leading Iowa State 69, nice, to 55, with 12.46 to play in the game. Six. So the clones are coming back. They're chipping away. But uh, but West Virginia still maintain that lead. Uh, Iowa State scored 22 points. this
1: Could half you party. repeat that score for me? Is
3: Oh, now it's 71 to 55.
1: Oh, that ruins the whole joke. But Never it was mind.
3: 69 to 55. Nice. Nice. Lowercase n, period, at the end.
1: Nice. Mm, nice. Okay. Uh, we're, we're sponsored by immature. the Fred wholesale liquor and uh, we don't have a segment sponsor here <laughs> we will we just don't right now it's kind of depressing
2: we' get offer it right now can mm-hmm. have a a bid on Wabash have no. people bid for it for their somebody message.
3: actually did ask that last week what if they could bid about, if they could bid for the the overtime sponsor and talk about whatever they want to talk about.
1: Oh, that'd be kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. If you want to do that, if you want to pay me money to have like thirty seconds to talk about something. We will take all of your money and then
3: read whatever you want us to read. Yeah. As long as it is appropriate. within reason, as long as it is appropriate.
1: Yeah, that includes you, infected testicle. <laughs> I can't believe we. Well, we
3: let his name on here. Yeah, so like, that's. I can't. It's Jonah Hill. Uh, I, I, don't, <laughs> so I don't. Cut I don't, it out. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's a medical problem. I mean, I guess I could go by the name prostate cancer.
2: Yeah, but we could also treat it. You can treat an infected testicle. Yeah. It doesn't have to be infected all the time. No, is it a, the
1: actual testicle, or is it like a hair that's infected? It's the overtime. <laughs> <I> just. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here's your questions from Wild Bass Station. And, of course, stop in and see our friends at the fridge when you're in Manhattan.
2: From Exhausted Nihilist. I would like to hear the staff's thoughts about the spring showcase in lieu of a spring game.
1: Well, we stepped
3: on that question.
1: Hey, I got more to say. I'm wondering if this is how I envision the spring showcase, like it'll actually be a game show. <laughs> <laughs> and fans get to pick door one, door two, or door three, and we'll get to see offense, defense, or special teams.
3: Oh, God. No. But I actually okay, look, hear me out. It's gonna be cool because you get tired of watching third stringers hit each other running the same halfback dive up the right, halfback dive up the left, play action over the middle. But we don't know that's what day. Chris
1: Chris Kleiman's gonna do. Maybe but he'd run actual plays.
3: What I'm saying and eh, no he wouldn't. What I'm saying here is that Chris Kleiman for you, for you football fans out there that are like, Man, I really love football, but I don't know so much, you know, schematics. I don't know cover three, I don't know this and that. If if they have him mic'd up and he's talking about the game like this press release reads he's going to be, you're going to get a little bit of insight. It's not going to get tons of stuff. You're not going to learn football in a day. But you're going to get a better idea of, like, why is this person doing this? What does that look like?
1: It's only them? going to be good for me if he's on the mic and he says, okay, this is this play. This is the alignment. And if we put our tight end right here and a fullback here and the receiver there, we're running this play every time. Okay? <laughs> I want all the <laughs> opponents to know we're going to run this play if we're in this formation stop it bitches and just drop a mic I and can walk see out.
3: him doing it <laughs> if there's a man to do it
1: yeah I don't I, know I, I want more information I want to understand the showcase better
3: I'm not going to whine about it because we've been dogging the spring game for four or five years now
1: like I said earlier in the, the show here I'm fine with getting rid of a spring game I'm fine even though we like to have the content of not having a game and just go have your 15th practice and, and let us know how it went and let the media
3: in
2: I mean, the only thing that I would like, it would be, like, contests. Like, who can kick the longest field goal? Or, like, passing or jugs machine. Like, do something Maybe like that. Maybe they will. Maybe they will. The, I'd, I would complain less if best, that's what it was. If it was a showcase of your talent.
1: Best, like, have a passing game, you know, some kind of passing contest with the quarterbacks and then the non-quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we Field saw Colby. goal-kicking f- contest amongst the kickers and then the non-kickers. Well, I know
3: he's not on the team anymore, but we saw Colby Moore's arm today, and uh, the dude can sling it. So I have a feeling there's some guys on the team that can throw the well, ball. Well, yeah, when all your defense played quarterback in high school. like
1: <laughs> That's going to be a lot of that going You're on. Just throwing the rounds. I don't understand the spring showcase, but I hope there's a Ferris wheel and the Goo Goo Dolls. I do, too, and the Sizzler. Oh, uh, are you a sizzler guy or a tilter world guy? I was a sil- sizzler sizzle guy like, when I was twelve. I was a a world guy. I think
2: I'd throw up now. Yeah. Is that because you always had to sit on the outside?
1: No, I like to sit on the inside so it squish people. That's <laughs> the <laughs> only so way I get to touch date. <laughs>
2: oh, that's a great strategy. <laughs> I'm gonna sit on this end. Do you understand gravity? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm a stupid <laughs> wink. <laughs> Uh, from Adam K sixty three, why do fans not like Fran Freshilla? He's probably one oh. of the one of the analysis that is fair and unbiased. Would you rather hear from Jay Billis? Uh, no, God, no. Jay Billis is the worst. I know. I feel like Fran. Fran took its is turn good this year. People complain about him this year more so than like in the past. Like Fran has been Fran this year. just admit, this weird Fran, backlash.
3: Fran had him. some struggles this year. I'll admit that, but Fran gets un. Just unjustified hate because he compliments your rival.
1: Yeah, he he seemed a little more pro KU, he this was. Year I'll give you that, than what I've heard him in the past. But I think part of that was he was very honest about KU and he got whooped. By KU fans who you can't say anything bad about the Jayhawks or you need to be fired.
3: I like Fran for sure. I like
1: Fran a lot. I think he's very good. Um, I think he was off his game a little bit this year. Just go back and watch the Javon Carter interview during that that K-State game. When he was on camera, he would just stare at the camera and grin like a serial killer. (laughs) It was really strange. It was very uncomfortable. And it made me realize, you know, they never have him in studio. They have other analysts in studio. But Fran's always on the sideline, and I thought maybe they would put him in studio once. And went, oh, we're never doing that again. The guy I really liked him. Guy, I can't think of his name. He he just did the game Saturday or Monday, I think. Was it? Oh,
3: I don't know. Monday, I don't know. I
1: was I was not paying attention. To yeah, that. Obviously. Um, would have I would have to look it up.
3: I've heard that Robbie Hummel's doing a good job this year.
1: I'm not a huge Robbie Hummel fan. I mean, I don't. I've I, never think seen okay. him. I think he's okay. I think only he's only been in Bramlage. He's good. No, he uh did. Uh,
2: he was radio at KU, I think.
1: Okay, well, we were there.
2: Well, I know. I'm just...
1: So, yeah. I thought it was very so, strange he was at that game. Yeah. Uh, just, he was wearing... Yeah. Look, I know fashion changes, but he was... His his pants were a good two inches off his shoe tops. And this bothers me. I, I don't understand this fashion at all. High waters are high waters, no matter what the fashion are. I know you're 6'8". Uh, no, he's a guy that played at Army, uh, and uh, he's in studio a lot. He's... I think he's a rising star. I think he's really good, and he's he's concise and and really spells out what needs to be said.
3: Look, Fran's intelligent, and Fran is entertaining. No matter what you think of him, that like those are undeniable facts. He knows basketball, and he's fun to listen to, at times, and he's not freaking Bob Knight and Brent Musburger, the two most dull. I mean, Brent's fine, but look, Bob Knight being on a TV broadcast was one of the worst things ESPN's ever done, ever. So it's not a Bob Knight, and I, I like Fran, and I hope he's around for a while. From Jim
2: Cat, since Riley had trouble pronouncing the Alabama quarterback and our new defensive coach, how about a try at the Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo?
3: That's not it. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's Antetokounmpo. Is it Antetokounmpo? Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yes. I'm I'm 100% confident. I don't know. I, don't I, I will admit I got Tua wrong. I got Tua Yasopo wrong. But it's Giannis Okay. Yeah. Right. Moving on.
2: Uh, from Wildcat Will forty one, what are your thoughts on Fortnite season eight, or have you guys made the switch to Apex? <laughs> I've not switched to Apex, have you? No. I've only heard I've heard about it.
3: I've considered it, but I no. like Fortnite season eight. It's fine. Um pretty excited to get that banana skin.
1: Chris Patola. Thank you. Go ahead with your I don't know what that means. Chris Patola is the analyst that did the game. Oh. No.
3: <laughs> I'd like to see like an all
2: new map, probably, but I just, I don't know. Get
3: rid of the snow. The snow should have gone in the winter.
2: Like, I feel like the season changes are... I liked when they made them them subtle. Like, the dusty divot filling in. Like, the whole
3: season like that. But, I don't know. Get rid of the, the little volcano things, too. They shoot you up Events. in the air. Those are stupid. Those I feel really like they've stupid. made it easier
2: for bad players to make it far. Yes. And it's annoying.
1: Let's talk about the important topic here. The fact that your boss has provided you with a 50-some inch.
3: It's nice. i got to admit, though, it's taken my eyes some time to adjust to. I'd rather play on a smaller screen. It's it's a lot of graphics moving at once. But I'm getting there. I'd, I slowed down the game speed so it doesn't jerk around so fast. We had, had to lower his sensitivity. Whatever.
2: You
1: can swap TVs out and you can have a smaller TV.
3: <laughs> that other one's <laughs> so small, though. No, but I, if I, you're sitting right in front of it, it's fine. Right now, it's, I like it. It's fine. It's also heavy and I don't want to move it again. <laughs>
2: um, next question. awkward transition. Sorry.
3: Uh, it's infected <laughs> testicle again.
2: Uh, would you rather have your dream job at $15 an hour or a job you don't care for
3: that pays $200,000 a
2: you're, year. You're
1: asking sports writers this question. The wording is
3: key right there, because he, he didn't say a job you hate at $200,000 a year. He said a job you don't care about. You don't care for. Care for. Okay, well, no, that changes it. Yeah.
1: Come on. I literally made that choice. I mean, I literally yeah. made that choice. I was, I was working in sales. I hated it. I, it took me like seven years in journalism to equal what I made out of college in sales. But I, this is what I do. This is who I am. I'm not going to say what I make, but I don't take a ra- radical cut of the proceeds here. My wife is the majority breadwinner in our household. Uh, we reinvest in, back into this company for coverage. I've made that choice, and my friends are all jealous of that, and they often text me that while they're on vacation in Bermuda.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um I love what I do, and my friend that I went to college, with high school, and college with that I graduated at the same time with, is living in a one bedroom or maybe it's a two bedroom apartment in Great Bend, Kansas, working an eight to five job, and he goes to either Beloit or Wichita, whatever, every weekend because there's nothing to do in Great Bend. So I like my job in that situation. Now when I see him roll up in his brand new. 2018 pickup i get a little jealous of not having that much money so it's a give and take 15 dollars an hour i feel like i don't do i don't know i don't know the math i don't know what we make in terms of hourly money but
1: let's not I, get into that <laughs> you would take 15 dollars an hour i bet
3: <laughs> i don't know right now this right is now a, today this is a profession
1: n- known for quality of life or Enjoyable work over income. It just is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people that really want to do it. Well, this is what you make. I don't want it. You know, there's only so many guys.
3: You're going to be in the office recording a podcast at 730 on a Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. you're going to be not doing anything in the summertime.
1: Yeah. You, you're going to have, ish. Yeah, ish. you're going to work really <laughs> long yourself, hours. Pool boy. Uh, you're going to work really long hours at times, but you're also, you know, if there's not a game scheduled or something, and you know that we've got a sort of a content schedule if you if you got not something that's due to be up don't come to the office man yeah I mean, you're not here to punch a time clock you're here to get work done and that's one of the ways i've always run my office get your work done just get your work done get cover your beat that's your that's your criteria don't make more work for me take care of your stuff and then you know if you want to go drinking on a thursday night awesome don't don't miss something on Friday. Then, if you want to go drinking on Friday night, cover a TCU game the next day, make sure you're there ready to function. I was. <laughs> that wasn't even about you. That was about, that your, was, that was that was about that your
3: predecessors. No, that was the bull game. No. <laughs> oh, you are talking? About, oh, different predecessors. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I thought predecessor was.
1: That was so epic. Wait, the guys went out and hit it. This is years ago because Fritschen was drinking, but. Regan and Wallace all went out and hit it in Fort Worth, and they were so hungover they were avoiding me the next day because oh. they knew that's kind of my rule.
2: That was two years before then.
1: I mean, Zach asked me, "Hey, do we have a drug policy if I go to Colorado?" I'm like, "Don't Dang. work stoned." That's my policy. You know, don't work drunk. Don't work stoned. Just get your stuff done, man. Mitch,
3: so- Mitch almost missed the bull game. <laughs> that was a rough night, <laughs> but uh, we take care of it. That was
2: the night. It was the day before the night before the TCU game four years ago that
3: you were just slinging me drinks that I said, I'm never drinking before a game ever again. Yeah. (laughs) The nice thing about our job is we can, like Fitz said, the content plan. It's like the beginning of my July this year is going to be very busy between vacations and being in a wedding and things like that. So I'm going to work my, I'm going to say this podcast, I'm going to work my ass off in late June. Like I'm going to be grinding, but then I'm probably going to have about two weeks off give or take at the beginning of July. So, Right. It's it's a give and
1: take. Yeah, it it really is. You don't make a ton of money. You just don't unless you get to the national level. You know, you're working with ESPN or you're you know you're one of the main guys for CBS national riders. Those guys are well into six figures. They get paid extremely well if they have the clicks. And now it's all tangible. If you're writing content and people aren't clicking it, you're not getting a big raise and a big contract. So um, yeah, it's. It is what it is. We're at the local level. We're probably a business that should have uh, uh, three employees, full-time employees, and we have four. So that kind of comes out of what Becky and I take off, you know, the top for the company. So that, that's that's what I chose to do. That's what I how I want to live my life.
2: From Wagcat, who is the most famous person any of
3: you has met? I feel like we have to take Eric Stone Street out of this category. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, at the same time. Marcus Watts. Oh my God, Marcus Watts is amazing. No. (laughs) Uh, Um, I met Dick Vitale at Disney World. Took a picture with him, but I didn't really talk to him. How old were you? Thirteen. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Riley, BTB. He was not very happy because he thought it was like just us. And we took a picture with him, and everybody's like, "Oh my God, it's Dick Vitale!" And then everybody swarmed And I was like, "See ya." Good job. So I don't know if that counts as meeting him. Does it?
1: Uh, you know, it's not fair because in our industry we interact with people. You know that too. Well, we interact with a lot of people that you're like, you know, you would consider a celebrity, but that's who we interact with. That's why I'm not, I'm not particularly impressed with stars and athletes, and because I, they're very human to me. I get to know them and. The, weird, the weirdest thing I've had happen is when, in the early days of WHB, I was appearing on as a guest on, I think it was the afternoon show. And back then, occasionally, they'd had people sit in with them to co-host. And I had George Brett asking me K-State sports questions. <laughs> Ooh, and that was just... Funny. It was so surreal. Uh, it was like, hold on, one of my childhood heroes is asking me asking me sports questions yeah. about K-State. That's weird. It was very strange.
3: So, I mean, I guess if we're going to answer the question straight up, I'd have to say stone street or, or Dick Vitale off the top of my head. I don't think of anybody else, but also at the same time for me, like when you think famous people, at least in my first few years doing this, it was like pretty cool to see some people that like I read growing up, things like that. And then when I interned at Eight Ten, like I'm in the dugout and I'm like, Oh, it's rust and Dodd. No, he's not famous, but also like, I read his stuff. He's very good. So that was really cool. Um, there's things like that. That's how I
1: quote-unquote fame. This is a funny story. So we're getting ready to launch. I'm going to share this with the world. I'm going to call out Stoney on the air. So we're getting ready to launch a show, you know, this, this Power Chat thing. We're going to we're unveil, studio. unveil more details about it as we go here. But we're just starting to feel out some guests, and I'm... I don't know. He texted me about something or I texted him the other day and uh Yeah, uh, And well this is what's funny about it. I said, Hey, by the way, when are you gonna be in town next? Because we're starting the talk show up and I'd love to have you on. Never responded. <laughs> it's like you he, he probably like, Hell no, I just want to drink it. I don't right. wanna
2: do <laughs> I don't wanna do work. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Oh, well, that's sad. Now <laughs> oh, we'll get him on. We'll make him come on. From Wildcat two Wildcat Tad 2, what are your thoughts on Popeye's Chicken?
3: Good, solid, very good. Yeah, I was blown away when it came here because we didn't have a real chicken place. We and had so KFC. It, okay, but we I went mean, through our, a phase where we didn't have that. Yeah, we, were, we had a yeah. We we gotta, gotta, I'll say this. Start from I the bottom moved, here. When we moved out of Aggieville, I stopped going to Popeye's because frankly, I forgot about it. It's hard to get to. I don't. I don't. The only time I was going to Aggieville was when I was drinking, and it's not.
1: You're not going to be open that. at 2 a.m. I'm surprised
2: that they tore down the Arby's, and whoever bought it, Popeye's bought it. I'm surprised they said, huh, this median here is not going to affect our <laughs> business with people trying to turn in and out. It Let's literally build put the Arby's figure.
1: out of business. Yeah. They, when, we, when we sat in Hagueville business meetings, we talked to the city and the state. We're going, you can't. You're going to put people out of business. And there's a liquor store right there that has been historic been part of manhattan's culture for years that will probably go out of business because of that damn median you can't make a left turn very easily into there you can but you not, not the, way the, the way you grew up and you, know? you gotta
2: cut through the gas station it's almost like dirty
3: it's like right. illegal almost
2: yeah i and, think it is technically uh, <laughs> and then yeah <laughs> right.
1: the, the popeyes is i'll
3: say this went there after the game on saturday had the tenders for the first time game changer
1: their shrimp are pretty good. Also, they have mac
3: and cheese now. What? I found that out, unfortunately, too late.
1: Do you like shrimp? Popcorn shrimp, yeah. Yeah, they, did. Then, they got really good popcorn okay. shrimp. Well, that might Lent, be something so. for Lent there. Maybe. I. But, uh, yeah, I like Popeyes. Our one here isn't particularly convenient. It was... if See, if you left Aggieville on 12th Street, you could catch it and right turn into it. But then, I got to go the other way yeah. on Bluemont slash Anderson, so I'd have to... Get it's just a pain. In the You money. gotta
2: use the alley. The alley is the pro
3: move. Then you feel dirty.
1: Well, You're driving down the best alley. was when we worked in Aggieville. We could just
3: walk there. Just yeah. cut through the Wahoo parking lot. I'm and we're just there. Pepper Jacks. Side note: if we're, <laughs> if we're if we're just we're talking about walking to Popeyes, we would yeah. walk by Pepper Jacks. Yeah. I'm, I miss it. That was kind of my 1 a.m. Let's go to Pepper Jacks. That was the thing. They were crap sandwiches, guys. Every. Pizza shuttle's crap, but at 1.30 in the morning after you've been at the bars, it's
1: the best thing you've yeah. ever eaten. Okay, that might be true. I'm not a drunk eater.
2: You just are allergic to green peppers. I'm allergic to green
1: peppers. <laughs> but no, I go in there and I'm like, okay, we're going to do the steak. We're going to double cheese it. We're going to put some mushrooms on there. We're going to do this all right. And then they're using little cheese triangles. and Subway. Yeah. I, I mean, well, okay. What,
2: well, what do you want your cheese to be, I guess?
1: Usually they—usually it's squeeze-on cheese for—
2: well, that's Ew. A, I think that's a different—that's a different cheesesteak I'd rather experience. have triangles. That's a
1: Philadelphia cheesesteak. I'd rather have the triangles.
2: Some, I mean, so I would rather have the triangles, too. Yeah. I mean, you have Cheese Whiz cheesesteaks,
3: yeah. and you have cheesesteaks I want to eat. But we all agree that the Tanner's cheese steaks are the best, so.
1: Yeah. You— Order it with double cheese Coach Riley I told you to get the double cheese You said no thank you I'm trying to eat healthy And you went ahead And had the single He said I'm be- eat healthy and I, and I bet you anything You were like This needs more cheese on it
3: He had a steak filling And said he was trying to eat healthy Well I
1: tried, I, that's what I'm like You're getting a steak You know Why don't you get it with some like Just
3: lard It's like you it's go a, to, Go to Whataburger When we had this argument I was like yeah, yeah you know Honey barbecue chicken strip It's not a burger And I'm like Oh wait Calorie intake is still super high. Yeah. You're like, see. oh, this is healthy. And
2: I'm like, no, it's, <laughs> it's not, not, Riley. Ish. No. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if, you, if you want a good cheesesteak, go to Tanner's, order it, get double cheese on it, do Pepper Jack. And there you go.
2: Then it's not cheesesteak. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But it's the best you can do. It's, it was better than the place that had cheesesteak in their damn it name. It was
2: better, but it was still good. Pepper Jack's was still good. From Woodstock, cat. Uh, that is a new one. Long, he says, longtime listener, first time caller.
1: Well, if he was at Woodstock, hell yes, he's a longtime listener. <laughs> Stoned out of his mind too.
2: If K State can pull off the Big Twelve title and make another deep run in the Big Dance, does Weber get others? Uh, does Does Weber get other offers at schools with more money? And if so, would he leave?
1: It's a really good question. I think he. I think in this era of the FBI coming down on you, I think Arizona comes into play for him. If they have to make a move on their coach and they have to go squeaky clean. They should have made a
3: move on him already.
1: Yeah, so that's – I don't think Weber's going to go anywhere. I think he's here for the haul. As long as he gets taken care of. And let's be honest, if he makes another Elite Eight run, he's probably getting a new contract.
3: Is he? That's – I'm – I don't know
1: about. See, that. that's when you give a new contract. When you you don't do one thing, you prove you can do it. You don't. Yeah. Oh, you were good this year. Here's a new contract. Well, you were bad last year. Did you lower his contract? I mean, that's my thing. Sustain something. Get a new contract. And if he does that, I'm all for it. At that point.
3: I mean, agents might call. I think we, I we could definitely. Actually, I'm going to predict that we hear his name in coaching circles yeah. just because that's how agents work, you know. Whether or not it's tangible hell, he was up for the St. Louis job two years ago. That Sounds wasn't a real like, thing. No. Um, whether or not you hear from him, I, I think he's going to stay. I'm like Fitz. I think this is where he retires. Um,
1: Maybe he has Seth Luttrell's agent. <laughs> get, him out, get his name out there.
3: Adamant that Bruce Weber will be the next one somewhere else. Um, but, no, in terms of the contract to go on that point, Unless you make the final four, I don't think you give him a new contract. I mean, his new contract he got last year is is very,
1: very pro Bruce Weber, incentive laden.
3: It's a very nice buyout, very nice uh, salary. I, I don't see it in K State's favor to get him another raise and another new
1: buyout. And I just, I, I'm one of those people. I'll give you a, a raise. I'll give you more incentives, uh, but we're lowering the buyout because if you don't meet the standards, I shouldn't have to pay. Right. Yet. I'm just. This is the real problem, with athletics back to the question. I think he will get some interest um, from 80s who, who want to go squeaky clean, because Bruce is known for that. And and right now, as I wrote before last season, not this season, last season, with everything going on with the FBI and NCAA, Bruce Weber's a good guy to have in your camp. It's worked out well for K-State. Nobody's sniffing around K-State right now with Bruce. And honestly, if Frank had been here with some of his guys... K State might be in fringe of some of this stuff, kind of like South Carolina's mentioned, but not Lamont. really. Lamont, yeah, well, Lamont was Lamont. Lamont got got left behind at Oklahoma State. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, so it's been it's worked out well now that the environment has changed in college basketball. Has it changed enough? I don't know, but I, it just takes 180 to think we got to find a guy that's going to keep our program clean and stop putting us on the headlines and and win enough games with the right kind of guys. And, and Bruce might check that box. Then it's going to take a lot of money. I think it's going to take a lot of money to get Bruce to leave. I think he's really comfortable here.
3: What do you think would be like his – there's jobs out there that I guarantee you he would leave for if the price was right and the situation was right. I, I, I can't imagine that K-State is like an unbeatable job to him. I mean, I'm sure he's happy here. I do think Marquette would be. I think also, like, do you think, I think if Purdue opened up, like if UCLA picked yeah. off Matt Painter.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
3: He'd go back to Purdue. Um, the, the thing is, there's just not a lot of jobs out there that are going to open up and be a better situation than K-State.
1: And and to be honest, Marquette and Purdue, I don't think can outbid K-State. Purdue, maybe. Purdue needs good things. Basketball, Football might have been a blip this year. We'll see.
3: Yeah. But I mean Matt Painter's the only way Matt Painter's going anywhere is if like UCLA comes along.
1: Matt Painter is the Gary Patterson of college basketball. <laughs> His agent leverages every open job. Get him a statue. Yep. And that's <laughs> what I from
2: uh Adam k63 reflect on the run K State women had at the end of this year.
1: Oh, remarkable. It's been incredible.
3: I mean, that's, that's seven of your last eight. Uh, you know, however many of them are on the road, you you sweep Texas, which is huge because this, this isn't a down Texas team. I mean, no, they're not what they've been in a few years past, but they're still a very good Texas team, number three team in the Big Twelve. They weren't going to the WNIT, man. <laughs> they were not. They were thirteen and nine, and uh, what would that have been? Four and six, I think. Whatever the record was, and then they. Kicking in gear, and now they're flirting with what seed are we going to be, not are we going to be in the tournament. They got West Virginia in the first round of the, of the Big 12 tournament. It's going to be really tough. They split it with them. Um, but that loss was just really, really weird. So, I mean, I think if they win that game, they will they might bump up to the 8-9 line, which I don't think is good. I'd rather see them stay on the 7-10 line, yeah. or the 10 line, I guess, ten with line. the 7 game. But um, but you know, it's been a really good season, and and one that Jeff Mitty needed absolutely. Because let's be real, aside from getting Kindred Wiesman and, and Brianna Lewis in his first few years, who, you know, we're not. If you want to play that with Bruce and Frank, you got to play with Deb and and right. Jeff. He hadn't done things with his players. I mean, he just hadn't. He was eight and ten a lot. So going eleven and seven this year, getting back to the NCAA tournament, assumingly, and and being a top five Big Twelve team is is on the right trajectory. And you got to keep it up, got to keep recruiting, but but this has been a really good run and, and launched him into a good position.
2: From Cheeseburger Satan, what is your favorite Vegas drink and what are your he's restaurant recommendations? going to Vegas.
1: So easy for me. This is so he's, easy for he's me.
2: He's staying at
3: Caesars.
1: Yeah, I never really spend time at Caesars. Don't drink at Caesars.
3: I had uh, Thanksgiving dinner at Caesars.
1: <clears throat> really? My buddy Todd and I Rest in peace. He, he and I walked in and ordered double citron and waters with Splash 7 at the bar right there as you walk in the casino. Not even the casino, like a lobby bar, I think. $52 a piece. $26 per shot. What? It was premium call. I'm like, okay, here's, here's our credit cards. We're going to leave now.
3: Um,. Was it the best drink you've ever had? No, it was a double
1: (laughs) citron and water with a splash of seven. Charlie at uh, Tanner's does a better job of that. Wow. Because it was also measured out, you know? Yeah. Like, come on, man. You're charging me $26 a shot. You can free pour this, you know? You can you can eyeball it in my favor. I just bought the bottle. Exactly. Exactly. Um, look, my favorite martini in the whole world, and I'm going to tell you exactly what to do. Uh, you go to the Bellagio, which is my favorite casino. And there's a little bar in the casino that juts out into the casino called the Baccarat Bar. The Baccarat Room, there's an Asian card game, is behind it. And it's just, they always have VIP tables, you know, that says reserved. You know, if you're with some friends or the wife, slip them some money and get one of those tables. And uh, order the cable car martini. It's my favorite martini ever. And what's weird about it, it's ingredients I don't like. Uh, But I had it once. It's... uh, a mixologist out of San Francisco designed it and Bellagio essentially kind of bought the idea and so it's a Bellagio signature cocktail it's spiced rum, orange carousel uh, a little simple s- simple lemon syrup and um, the, you know, the ingredients don't add up to, And then there's cinnamon on the rim Sounds weird, trust me Everyone who's had one loves it And it's great people watching You're out there in the casino at the Bellagio So you go from the kind of evening Where people are coming in from the pool Or they're, you know, passing through for dinner To If you stay long enough and you're still able to walk um, You see The people come out because one night I'm passing Through the Bellagio and depends on what's Going on at the Bellagio, but the lowest table I could find for Blackjack was $50 at night. Damn. And every table was backed. And it's been a few years ago, but it was impressive. I wish I could do that. Yeah. Wouldn't that be fun? Just say, okay, I'm going to sit down here. And oh, it's a $50 table. All right. Okay, here's 1000 when, when I was there for that
3: tournament, I got one of them slushies, you know, that you carry around in the uh, big cups the on the strip.
1: The most dangerous thing you can do.
3: Right. And I got a Red Bull vodka one, and that was really, really good. So... That's my suggestion, but I had a grand total of about four drinks in the three-day stretch I was in Vegas. So you know, I, <laughs> I was working.
1: As far as food, get off the strip. Go, go read your reviews. I can't. I wish I'd known about this question. I would unless you're going to In-N-Out. I'll, uh, yeah, I would have done some research because uh, my buddy Eric Winter and I ate at an incredible steak place. It's off the strip. Get off the strip. If you're on the strip, you're going to pay a lot. And there's a kind of corporate feel to everything you're doing. Get off the strip, uh, there's a place, it was over by the convention center, uh, Steakhouse, and it was absolutely incredible. Uh, But, you know, another place is Oscar's Steakhouse, which is, we had our anniversary dinner at with all of our friends and family. That's downtown in the, uh, oh crap, what's the casino? The casino that's at the very end of Fremont Street. Totally spacing it off. I don't know. I it used to be really cool because the windows, the casino's got a circular room above the portico as you drive up, and the windows are circular, and you can you could look down Fremont Street. Is it Binions? No. No? Okay, that's the only uh, casino I can name. And uh, <laughs> then they added a zip line down the middle of Fremont Street. Damn. Which is cool, but it blocked the view. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of great places. It's really cool. Do the Neon Museum. Take some night, go to the Neon Museum, the Boneyard. It's, it's absolutely amazing. But do it at night because it's... It's neon. The neon doesn't work, but they still light it up. It's really cool. So, but yeah, have fun. Uh, and Uber is your friend. From
2: Canelio, this is the last question of the podcast. Uh, if we wind up, if we end up winning on Saturday, give me your thoughts on what to do about a celebratory beverage to consume what comes to mind immediately. Sambuca. <laughs> you got to get like a,
3: bu- I got to imagine that. Champagne
2: I- that doesn't get on your mouth,
3: in your mouth. <laughs> I mean, like... Do we think it's going to be a party of the type of, hey, we're going to the Sweet 16, Flood Aggieville? Is it going to be that?
1: I don't know. With spring break starting, I don't know. Students might be sticking around for the game, but might be like, okay, I'm driving home now.
3: Right. Could be that. I feel like you have to get a thing of champagne and do the thing, you know. Or water bottles. and just Yeah, you could do that. uh, That's what K-State does. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty boring. Whiskies. But uh, I think I would do something fun. I think I'd do something like a like a uh, a Moscow
1: mule. No, I'm kidding. I, I think this is a question better directed by calling the fridge wholesale. Yeah. That's call, perfect. Call the fridge and ask them their advice on their drink to celebrate a Big Twelve victory.
3: Championship.
1: Not victory. So ch- championship. championship. Yeah. Is that it? Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Call the fridge, man. They'll, they'll tell you. They know what they know their booze better than me. How's that for an endorsement? Oh uh, Yeah, yeah. That's been it for the Cat Podcast. We appreciate you coming along for a very long ride this week. But we're excited. We're in our studio. We just found out. We just built this studio. We're going to get us another room uh, the landlord's going to give us. And so we're going to move the... Podcasting studio into a separate area. It's incredible. We got studios here, like having sex and producing more studios. (laughs) We got studios out the yin yang. Woo! But none of them have an infected testicle. Yeah, that's that's
3: that's that's how we're gonna end it. That's how we're ending it. Talk to you next week.
0: Power Cap Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing.